offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Play action on first down. Gabriel, plenty of time, taking a shot downfield and into the hands of Nixon. Big play, nice. Gabriel on the slant, and that is a touchdown. Into the hands of Trey Nixon. Gabriel looks to the end zone. Touchdown, Marlon Williams. About the pre-snap penalties, we were talking to him about it as Gabriel's got a quick snap here. The lefty from the islands goes for the end zone and got it! Touchdown! There's one stat that I only care about is that win. You know, that's something I obsess over, that's something I, I crave, that's something I, you know, continue to work hard every single day just for that, you know, and, and be that leader for this team. That's what I want to do. Nice little run down there. Dylan Gabriel, new Sooner quarterback. Didn't take long. Caleb Williams hits the transfer portal. And Dylan Gabriel, uh, before he, I guess, enrolls in classes or goes to classes, however that works out at UCLA, decides, oh, I've got an opportunity to Oklahoma. Yeah, let me just go ahead and uh, bounce real quick and head head to Norman. So Dylan Gabriel is going to be coming to town. Um you know, it adds some real stability to that quarterback position for us. He's got great potential. He's a lefty. He's athletic. He can move. He's got a great deep ball. He's an accurate passer. Um, but he knows this offense. So it, it really takes away the learning curve right away, right? Yeah, um, for sure. one, one of the things and that gets you a good jump into spring is whenever the quarterback knows the offense right from the get-go, that – you know, I hate to use this because it seems cliche, but I think it does help a lot that he can be like a coach out on the field and understand what's going on as they go to the line of scrimmage. So I think it's big time. I love it. Love the fit. I love the kind of guy he is, the kind of leader he is. And um, I don't know, man. I, I, I still think that Oklahoma, every time we get a little bit of negative news, Within moments, you feel uh, at least as good, maybe even better about the situation yeah, than like, you did previously. It's like they know the negative news is about to come, so they're uh, getting ready to release something that's going to be awesome, just like they did uh, yesterday with the assistant coach hires and, of course, Dylan Gabriel as well. Hey, and we've seen both sides of an offense, uh, one that has a great ability to throw the deep ball and one you know, this past year that didn't really have the ability you know, to, to throw the deep ball. We see the difference in the two. You're right, Dylan, D- Dylan Gabriel can throw it deep whenever he wants to. And if you want to compare the two guys, Dylan Gabriel and Caleb Williams, I I do think that that is definitely one spot with this quarterback that you're going to improve on. I think OU's going to have better deep ball ability than what they did last season. And Caleb Williams will grow into that, and he'll get better at it. But at least right now, uh, Gabriel throws the deep ball better than, uh, than Caleb Williams does. Yeah. I mm, let's see. I don't know, like career-wise, that Dylan Gabriel has like a 
like an unbelievable completion percentage. I think he's like a low 60, yep. 62, 63 guy. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but I think that's where Caleb Williams kind of is too, right? Not where he ended up this year in a system that has almost automatic put out guys that are right at that 70% completion percentage. So um, not that he's not going to grow into that and be a more accurate passer and all those things moving forward. It's just um, kind of the way things ended up this year. So I'm, yeah. what is, what does this mean for the offense going next year? Like, like now, and I, I have a very I – mean, I, I feel very good that Dylan Gabriel is going to be your starting quarterback next year. We know the the head coach. We know the OC. What does that mean? The offense is going to look like next season. It tells me that there's not going to be uh, much of a learning curve at all. Quarterbacks really the key to the learning curve. Offensive line, a lot of the stuff's going to be the exact same with Beatenbow. Running back, most of the stuff's going to be the same. There'll be some terminology with protections and plays and stuff that changes but for the most part things are going to be really similar for the backs um wideouts it's a very small learning curve anyways so don't worry about that it's all about the the way that the quarterback and offensive coordinator can can you know you know, get on the same page so to speak in orchestrating the offense and we're not going to have that now so we're going to spend a lot less time trying to get people up to speed and on the same page and more time developing. That's what I like. Sure. Uh, big news of the day, I would say, is Mario Williams entering into the transfer portal a couple of hours ago. That That is a guy that, I mean, that wasn't surprising at all, and it's probably a guy, Teddy, that I would expect to be playing at a, at, at a different school as well next season. And I know we're getting a lot of uh, texts right now on the Air Cover Solutions text line saying, well, hey, Greg McElroy went on a Zach Gelb show earlier today and said he expects Caleb Williams to be back at OU. That, that's fine. That's great. I just, I am not operating under the assumption that Caleb Williams is back at OU next year. I just I find that really hard to believe. I don't think that that's going to happen. Who said that? Greg McElroy went on a uh, national radio show this morning and says he expects Caleb Williams to come back to OU. I don't know what his sources are. He may not have any. Who knows? But that's what he's saying. Based on yeah, I don't know. That's that's interesting. I mean, the people that seem to talk to him or the family or whatever on a pretty consistent basis i no one has been i haven't heard anyone be that concrete on anything with caleb williams nope. so that seems pretty shocking yeah that seems like a guy pulling something out of his you know what uh just to do it probably so but uh back to mario williams i would expect him to be at a uh, another school next year which he was supposed to play uh baseball for ou this year that doesn't look like that's gonna happen yeah um. So was he? He wasn't a five star, was he? He was a four star. Mario Williams. I think Mario was. Yeah. No, he was Ma- four star. Well, which which side are you looking at? Well, I guess composite rating. I'm looking on two four sport two four seven sports. They got him as a as a four star on here. He was the third. Caleb Williams was a five star. Clayton Smith was the next high up. He was a high four star, and then Mario Williams. Well, um, there there was definitely some upside with Mario Williams. There was definitely some possibilities, but look, man, I'll I'll never freak out over a wide receiver. 
Um, you, no. You can, you can find wide receivers. You can find them in the portal. You can find them in recruiting. Um, will Mario Williams go somewhere else and have a great career? Yeah, maybe. He's got all the tools to do so. But, you know, if OU reaches its goals next year or not, to me, does not hinge on one or two wide receivers. Just right. Saying. Yep. I and I, I, I don't mind. I, I would like Mario Williams to stay. I thought his best catch was the one where his helmet got ripped off in the bowl game. Uh, probably his best catch of the season. I love the way he went up and just stabbed that out of the air, uh, despite getting you know his helmet ripped off. That was a great play. Um, but I, we can replace that production. Would I prefer he stay? Absolutely. And maybe he will. You know, I don't know. Maybe some of these guys that, like a Mario Williams, I don't know. I doubt he'll have a chance to throw or anything with with Dylan Gabriel, but. There may be a chance that, that he can be convinced to stay. Um, but here's the thing. I go back and I'll say the exact same thing. I don't care if it's Caleb Williams. I don't care if it's Mario Williams. I don't care who it is. I want guys that want to be here and win a championship. That's what I want. Yep. Yep. Uh, text line, I think y'all are right about Caleb Williams mostly worrying about developments. He could only have like 25 college games left. He played two-thirds a season this year and didn't get to play his senior year of high school because of COVID. Who said anything about development? Uh, well, his dad did. I don't know if either one of us did. I I, I think it's more NIL-driven that they're leading on. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, texting the wrong show, uh, I don't think it has anything to do with development at all. I think it has everything to do with NIL and trying to capitalize right now while you can, which – um, you know, some people may cheer that on and say, strike while the iron's hot. Um, I really don't look at it that way. I think playing college football is, um, will be the greatest time of your life and use it for what it is, an opportunity with your teammates to go beat everyone else and win a championship and all that other stuff. If you do it, will will happen and you'll make more money than you know what to do with. Um, so, now, I don't think it's anything about development. There's no one person in college football that has any type of um, uh, monopoly on developing quarterbacks for the NFL. Yep. I mean, you look at the NFL right now, and your top guys come from all different kinds of uh, you know, colleges, different walks of life. Uh, Tom Brady went to Michigan. We know that they don't know anything about quarterback up there. Um, Stafford went to uh, what? He's a Georgia guy, right? Yeah, they don't know anything Dallas about quarterback there. Went to Georgia, right? Justin Herbert, uh, Oregon, fine. Uh, Derek Carr. These are like the guys that lead the NFL in passing right now. There, no one has a monopoly on developing quarterbacks for the NFL, so no, that's it, that's a ridiculous statement. And, and especially like the teams that Caleb Williams is rumored to be interested in, or where there's like mutual interest: Miami, LOL; Auburn, LOL; LSU, outside Joe Burrow, the biggest LOL of them all; um, Georgia, no chance; USC, well, that's kind of been a while, hasn't it? So and that that's fine. I mean, that's if they want to say that it's all about quarterback development, uh, whatever. But you can't tell me it's all about quarterback development 
and then you're looking at Miami, Auburn, LSU, Georgia, and USC, and don't just want to come back to OU. Oh, and throw UCLA in there as well. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not buying that one. Yeah, just all you got to do is go throw with Carson Palmer's little brother before the draft. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Palmer. Yeah. And that, yeah, and that all you have to do. Yeah, uh, I think that's. Or who's the guy knows. that everyone goes and works out with in the off season? I don't think he's. I don't know if he's as big of a name anymore. Is it like Whitfield Jr.? Is is that his? Oh uh, that yeah, it? that's who yeah. it used to be. He's out there on the West Coast somewhere, throwing footballs hey, you, on the beach. I'll tell you what to do. Go. Uh, you want someone to develop you a quarterback? Go practice with Kyler Murray's dad. He'll never tell you good job. Yeah, he might not ever even speak to you. <laughs> you might think he hates you the entire time. But Dad Gummit, you'll turn into a good quarterback. Uh, that's right. You better watch. I mean, just saying. No, I think that that is totally not true. Whenever they're saying that it's about developing him for the NFL. Which, you know, okay, even if it is 100%, you know, it's about developing him for the NFL, they go do go do that, all right? That's fine. I don't want a quarterback whose number one priority is developing themselves for the NFL. I want a quarterback whose number one priority is winning a national championship. Now, some will say, well, I mean, yeah, OU's been a football factory for quarterbacks the past 21 years, but... It's about a regime change now, guys. Again, it goes back to the point. OU's had offensive coordinators, head coach, that have developed um, pretty good quarterbacks, too, before him. Um, Kevin Wilson, I he had a Heisman Trophy winner, right? Chuck Long had a Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, Mark Mangino had pretty good quarterbacks in his time, as did Mike Leach. So it's not a mule shoe thing. It's not even a Bob Stoops thing. Every OC that's come through here, I guess maybe outside Josh Heupel has enjoyed very, very oh. nice quarterback play. I don't know. Josh Heupel had a guy that is the Big 12 all-time leading passer, threw for like 16,000 yards. And Trevor Knight, the memorable night in New Orleans. How could we forget? It's pretty awesome. Yeah, ask Alabama about that 2013 Sugar so, Bowl, huh? Yeah, I think uh, the narrative that you know, OU's just going to wither and die as a spot where quarterbacks want to come to is – you know, maybe in this entire thing, the most ridiculous statement of them all. I mean, it, nope. re- it really, really, it's it's a failure to understand anything that's happened in college football prior to five years ago. That's what it is. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, quick break. Yeah, let's hit a timeout. Quick timeout. More from the rush. Coming up. Keep the text coming. 651-3439. We'll be back. From Norman to Lawton. To Clinton, to Oklahoma City, to Tulsa, and beyond. The Ref Radio Sports Network has the Sooner State covered. And when you're away, never miss a second with the Sports Talk 1400 app. Yeah, hi there. My name is Bob, and I need some help. I haven't filed my taxes in over five years. Um, I haven't told my wife about it, and I really need to figure this thing out. Hi, uh, my husband and I owe about $14,000 in back taxes, and I'm afraid uh, we might end up losing our business. I really don't want that to happen. I'm Rod Polston, founder at Polston Tax. We get calls like these all the time. Good, hardworking people who don't know where to turn when they're facing tax problems. Yeah, I've been getting these letters from the IRS. I don't know what I should do. At Polston Tax, we know what to do when it comes to dealing with the IRS. We've helped more than 2,000 individuals in the last year alone save over $17 million in back taxes. 
Call us today for a no-risk-free consultation so we can develop a plan specifically for you. Call Polston Tax at 405-928-5597. That's 405-928-5597. Hi, this is Tony Walden from Walden Cleaners. At Walden Cleaners, we know laundry and dry cleaning, but there are times when we need help with projects around Walden's. That's when I turn to our trusted partners, Cavens Maintenance. We have trusted Gary and his staff to come in and help with drywall repair, painting, plumbing, snow removal, and that's not all. We trust Cavens Maintenance and staff, and you should too. So if you're in need, do what we do at Walden's. Let the professionals at Cavens go to work for you. 405-573-3048. This is Teddy Lehman on behalf of my former Sooner teammate, Josh Tucker and Roof Deck of Oklahoma. They guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry that you won't get anywhere else. RoofTech is fully insured and regulated by the Oklahoma Construction Industries Board. So if you need help with your roofing needs, call RoofTech today, 405-703-4245. That's 405-703-4245. This is Lisa Talley, broker and owner of Aria Real Estate Group. Aria Real Estate Group is Norman's premier full-service commercial and residential real estate brokerage and leasing and management firm. With our team of real estate agents, specialized property managers, and in-house maintenance team, Aria is here for you in every capacity. Whether you're a seller, a buyer, an investor, or a renter, we can help. Please explore our website at ariagroupok.com. Aria Real Estate Group, the gold standard of real estate. Entrepreneurs and more Norman in South Oklahoma City have an experienced business partner in their neighborhood. More Norman Technology Center's workforce and economic development team understands the challenges entrepreneurs and small businesses face every day. From building an effective business model to hiring the right employees and managing cash flow, more Norman's business development experts can help you move forward confidently and thrive knowing that you have a skilled partner at your side. Learn more about More Norman's Technology Center by calling 405-801-5000 or visit us online at mntc.edu. know what to do if you're stuck on the railroad crossing? Get out of your vehicle. If a train is not approaching, find the blue and white emergency notification system sign on the traffic signs at the crossing. For help, call the number on the sign and give them the crossing number so they know your location and can alert train traffic. Remember, find the blue and white to save your life. The Women's Choice Awards are in for 2021, naming Norman Regional Health System as one of the country's best hospitals in multiple categories. These awards put Norman Regional in the top 10% in heart, stroke, and emergency care in the country. Norman Regional undergoes rigorous evaluations and prides itself on offering personalized care that caters to the needs of women. Visit normanregional.com to learn more. Well, fortunately, he and his team of, and his parents, uh, you know, let us know that they thought that was the best way to proceed, and we understand that. I mean, you know, I, I think as much as anything, as long as we're part of the discussion, we understand, you know, and that's okay, um, you know, to see what else, what other opportunities there may be, but as long as we have a chance to be in the discussion, you know, I, I, I feel confident we'll put our best foot forward and, you know, and have an opportunity to, to have Caleb continue with us. But, you know, that's not a done deal, of course. But, 
again, long as we have an opportunity, I think we've got a great, great chance. There's program guy Bob Stoops talking with us earlier today about Caleb Williams entering into the transfer portal. If you didn't know, Bob joins us every Tuesday at 320, so be sure to check that interview out every single week. Um, Good answer there by Bob, but that was one of the best interviews I think we've had with Bob. And one of the favorite things I think he said is, you know, we asked him about what his role has been in the past in talking guys into going to the NFL draft or staying or whatever. And he shared with us a story about Mark Clayton and Jamal Brown after the 03 season. And he said, look, you, you two guys are projected second uh, round picks. Here's the money that you would make if you go this year based on uh, or you could like return next year and be a first-round pick. Both those guys returned for the 4 season. They were first-round picks, and they made, what did he say, Jamal Brown made 10 times more money than he would have if he would have left after 3 something like that? Yeah, maybe 20 times, something. Yeah, it was it was a lot, and, and same with Mark Clayton. And, um, yeah, you, you never know. There's there's It's hard to say that you're ever – you ever made the right decision or made the wrong decision? You know what I'm saying? You just, you never know. Um, guys that do come back, they are heavily invested in, in making sure they have really good years and setting themselves and the team up for success. So, um, no, that, that was interesting. The funny part is, um, you know, he was talking about the taxes. <laughs> um, I had to, uh, I, I came up one time and, and talked to the team, and uh, he had me kind of just tell a, a story about like the taxes. And I told the story about whenever I got my signing bonus after I was drafted, and they called me up there to come pick up my check. And I picked it up, and I told the lady, I said, I thought I got all of my signing bonus in one check. And she's like, that, that's your one check right there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a depressing feel. Yeah. Yeah, you, you probably it, it you probably had uh, what thirty percent of that money spent before you even laid hands on that check, and that was probably a rude awakening to the league, being like, uh, "Whoa, this is not the amount I thought I was going to get." Uncle Sam just took yeah. uh, half of that. I remembered I took the elevator up to the second floor uh, to get my check, thinking I was about to be a millionaire, and I took the elevator down only halfway uh, <laughs> halfway there. So there you go. That's a little depressing. Yeah. But uh, no, it, it, it worked all right. It worked out all right for you. I just that was, that was really cool from Bob. And, and the tone that, that kind of Bob was you know talking about is he never like outright told anyone that they should stay or they should go. He just presented them with the facts necessary for them to make the best decision possible. So, I mean, obviously, as a head coach – in most circumstances, you want a guy to come back because, you know, you probably have a better chance of winning next year. But sounds like Bob didn't go about it that way. He just presented the best information possible and wanted, you know, that guy to make the best situation for him financially. Which Well, here's cool. the thing. You know, whenever you got a guy that is – there used to be a time where someone leaving early was kind of a rare thing. It, you didn't have a, a massive number of guys declaring, uh, you know, that they're making themselves available to the NFL draft, and everyone's kind of looking at each other saying, "Why?" You know that. But now that's kind of the case. There was a time whenever 
only guys that were really surefire first-round picks were doing that. And that's just not the case anymore. So, you know, there's there's times where you've got a Roy Williams on your team, and it's like, okay, we don't even – there's no discussion here. We know he's going to the draft, and, um, gosh, we we wish you the best of luck. There's no no conversation here. Tommy Harris, no conversation here. But now there's more and more guys that are – trying to leave early for whatever reason so you know you do have to have that conversation a little bit more and say you know here's the here's the data just make sure you're you're making the right decision because you know i always hear this he's a first projected first rounder there's only 32 first round picks right and i feel like every single guy in college football feels yep. like he's going to be a first rounder yep 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 exactly right uh, I guess Roy would have been the first one to to leave early for the draft, right? I, well, that was only year three under Bob, but was he the first one after the one season? Um, I don't know. I feel like I know he was a first round pick. I'm not sure if he. I feel like Stalker McDougal left after '99. He may have left early and was a first round pick, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, if he if he was if he left early or not. Well, Roy was was definitely one of the guys that was a no brainer. It's like, uh, okay, yeah, you <laughs> right. you need a new challenge at the next level. Go get your first round money, and uh, yeah, that decision worked out all right for him. I would say. Worked oh, out. there's no doubt. Worked out. Yeah, great. and that's one. That's one where you knew he was leaving a year early before the his last season even started. Right. You know. Yep. Exactly right. Uh, yeah, uh, some wide receivers got some decisions to, to make. Uh, I'm guessing Jalil Farouk's a guy we're talking about, Marvin Mims, Theo Weiss. You have a feeling one way or the other on Farouk, Mims, or Weiss on if they're back or not? Well, it sounds like Weiss basically like said that he's back, right? Didn't he say sorry, Sooner Nation, and he's locked in? Well, or something like that. Was that is that not what that was? No, that was you said Theo Weiss said that, right? So yeah. That there was a Fox College football graphic yesterday that said where will Caleb Williams end up, and he said Oklahoma. He commented on that uh, and said Oklahoma. I that's what I think that he was apologizing about. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I don't know. I I guess I've got no. I've got no idea like what those conversations are like in those guys' DMs or who's calling them and who's. Who's asking for him to come? I feel like I feel like Theo Weiss, for whatever reason, is maybe going to be back. Uh, I could be wrong about that. Um, I don't know on Mims. I don't know on Farouk. Um, so Farouk's from DC, right? Is he like is he close with Caleb Williams? Uh, yeah, yes, yes, uh huh, correct. I don't know, but you want a hot take? Sure. I, that's what I'm here for, basically. If if they all come back, Farouk's the leading receiver next Ooh, year. Oh, wow. Dude, this is so unlike you. Who have you turned into? Normally, you despise the opinion that one guy has one nice game in a bowl game and is going to turn into the best player at his position next year. Who Who are you? What's going mm-hmm. on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe I just feel like it's early enough I can make these takes and feel like everyone will forget by the time the season comes I around. I don't like this new you, to be honest. 
In fact, I hate this new you. It goes against everything that you stand for. One good game. And then you're, you're just ready. mad because I beat you to the punch. Yes, a you little bit. To say the same a thing. little bit. I was thinking it when he broke free in the Alamo Bowl, but dang it, you beat me to it. I had a full six days or whatever it was to get it in. Ah, oh well. But I don't know. Uh, Mims was someone who can place the deep ball out there for him. Maybe he could be the guy. I don't know. Don't know. Um, I I don't know where they're all going to end up, but. They're not going to end up somewhere where they're going to have better opportunity than OU, would yeah. be my guess. Uh, Weiss already went to the portal and came back once this winter. I doubt he's going to leave now. That is on the uh, text line. See, that's what I thought. I thought he I thought he had came back. So, I like Weiss. You know, there, he's, there's some things that he's shown. Had some injury issues, obviously, but... He's got good size. He's got good hands, strong hands. Um, you know, he he developed a really nice connection with Radler, uh, but then obviously his injury at the start of the season, and then Radler getting benched, never got a chance to really build back on that. So, yeah, we'll see with him. I he, I think he's got great tools. Obviously, yeah. Um, so this is his kind of money-making year, right? Theo Weiss. Um, if he's, if he's going to break through in, in college football, it's, it's going to be this year. And I, I mean, I, I think that this is probably his best opportunity to do so. I mean, you're going to have a really good quarterback, a really good offensive coordinator that's had some of the best offenses in the sport here recently. I mean, just thinking about it from Theo Weiss's, you know, um, his thought process, I don't, I don't know why you would go anywhere else because – He's got a chance to be with one of the best offenses next year, and he's going to be, you know, one of the you know one, two, three wide receivers uh, on the yeah. team next year. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Theo V's will be entering his freshman season. Um, he would have. The year he played, it didn't count. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, and then, then, then he's a, a, a red shirt this year. Yeah, medical red shirt this year. God, that's probably true. He's going to be a third-year freshman. Hmm. So, God, even Jason White's like, dang, he could be in school God. forever. It used to be this thing where Jay White played forever. Now it's going to be the norm for the next couple of years. So, I believe he's going to be a freshman <laughs> as far as eligibility is concerned. So. Um, but yes, it is going to be a big year for him. Um, can you still I make freshman it, all American if this is your third year in college football, but you're still listed as one? That's a good question. You know, I don't think so. Why not? I think they'll give him the sophomore designation uh, because of the free year. If I know the big 12, like I think that I know the big 12, there will be a, you know, freshman of the year next season. They'll name, uh, four guys and all four of those guys have been playing college football for two or three years now. Yeah, you'll have a true freshman, a COVID freshman, a COVID redshirt freshman, and a transfer COVID redshirt freshman. <laughs> Those are the four guys that will be eligible. Hey, by the way, uh, when uh, Theo Weiss apologized, it was because he put out the eyeball emojis instead of the lock emoji. So ah. You are forgiven, I suppose, but yes, that is that is no more. Yeah. All right, well, good stuff. I like it. Um, I I hope all three of those guys stay. But here's the here's the same thing. It's it's the same. And I, I this this has nothing to do with any of these players, but we'll be fine without them. Yep. 
You know? Yep. That's well, just kind of how, uh, you know, that's just, that's the nature of it, man. Since you're the king of hot takes today, I've got two from you. I, I don't think I, I got two in all of 2021, so it's obvious what your New Year's resolution is. What was the first hot take? Uh, you made you had something early in the three o'clock hour. I don't remember what you said. Was it uh, Gabriel be the best quarterback in the Big Twelve? Maybe that was it. No question. Maybe that was it. Um, but that's not even a hot take. Like history proves that that's that that's the case. So kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. All right. Um, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of more segments left. Keep hitting us on the text line six five one. Three four three nine. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. This is Teddy Lehman on behalf of my former Sooner teammate Josh Tucker and Roof Tech of Oklahoma. They guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry that you won't get anywhere else. RoofTech is fully insured and regulated by the Oklahoma Construction Industries Board. So if you need help with your roofing needs, call RoofTech today, 405-703-4245. That's 405-703-4245. You're simply the best. Happy New Year from all of us here at Riverwind. Come kick off 2022 in the best way. With a big win on the best new game. Don't miss our $80,000 Rockin' and Reelin' giveaway. With five times entries, Mondays and Tuesdays. This might just be your best year yet. You're simply the best. Oklahoma gymnastics season is just around the corner, and we can't wait to welcome all our fans back to the LNC. This season's home slate includes Alabama, Denver, TWU, George Washington, and finishes up with a rematch of the 2021 National Championship against Michigan. Season tickets and single meet tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more information, visit Soonersports.com slash tickets. Boomer Sooner. Are you looking out the back window and you see missing panels on your fence? Perhaps your fence is leaning over or being held up by a 2x4. It's time to call Van Hoos Fence, the metro area's premier residential and commercial fence company. Van Hoos delivers professional craftsmanship at an affordable price. From custom orders to prefabricated products, Van Hoos does it all. Call them today, 405-735-1167, or see their work on vhfence.com. Life decisions can be tough, especially when it comes to taking care of your mom or dad. Most of us exhaust ourselves before we decide to move them to a smaller home that's more manageable. One that has meals, laundry, activities, and 24-hour nursing care. When it's time to move your loved ones to a smaller home, consider Arbor House Assisted Living with a team of senior health care professionals. Make sure to call me, Dee Downer. I'd love to give you a tour of Arbor House in Norman on Main Street. We have an experienced team. We are here, and we love your family. Schedule your tour today, 292-9200. This is Peggy Doviak, and I opened DM Wealth Management because of a horrible experience that my mother had with a stockbroker. I wanted to give people an alternative, a place they could go to understand their money, to know why investment decisions were made the way they were, and to create a financial plan that would help them meet their goals. Most of all, I wanted to help them plan their prosperity. Call me at 405-329-8884 or dmwealth.com. 
Wake Up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about. We'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And T.J. Perry. <laughs> what a bomb. <laughs> what a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. I feel like there is a story to be told there about how the other eight reindeer cope with the sudden fame of Rudolph. All of a sudden, he's the star, and these other eight reindeer who had been getting the job done for years and years and years are just a line in the song, and that's it. Nobody cares about him anymore. It's all about Rudolph. That's true. I want to know, like, after this, what has happened to Donner and Blitzen and Vixen and all those guys. It's not a bad idea, actually. No, it's a brilliant idea. Thank you. (laughs) T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. The ref. Sports Radio Network. Well, if you need another reason as to why OU was incredibly smart in being active and going and getting Dylan Gabriel via the transfer portal last night, here's another reason. Pete Thamel says this on Twitter, spoke to Carl Williams, Caleb's dad. He said, no decision on anything with Caleb's future is imminent, and the family plans to take their time with the decision. The family is on vacation this week, chuckling at all the rumors. So, yes, I continue to commend the OU coaching staff saying, yeah, we're not going to sit around and wait on you forever. We're going to go get our quarterback for next year. Thank you. Chuckling at the rumors as in, like, where people are saying he may end up? I don't know what rumors they're chuckling yeah. about. Maybe it's the that the fact that it is NIL-driven. Um, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Well, um, yeah, he's got the luxury of taking his time. Uh, OU doesn't have that luxury right now, so... Um, I'm glad they moved forward and, you know, they're not in a position really to be kind of held hostage here over what's going to happen, what might not happen. Like they, they had to move, they did. And my expectation is quite frankly, there's more to come with OU, um, via the transfer portal. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they're going to have to with some spots. Uh, you know, judging by some guys that they that left, but yeah, oh, you get other portal additions. Yeah, yeah, and I, um, I, I'm sure that there's some wide receivers out there that are like, uh, okay, Jeff Lebby, Dylan Gabriel, I'm looking for a spot. I'm kind of down for that. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I, I I agree, and I don't have any names. I'm sure some people do have names for guys to look out for, other than like just scanning people's like top transfer portal guys that are out there and looking at it and say, well, Carl, I think that guy would be pretty good here. You know, I have no idea who they're, who they're after, who they're not, but um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked at all if we didn't see a couple of skill guys and definitely a couple more offensive linemen and then the defensive side as well. They're going to be heavily looking for edge guys and uh, defensive linemen. I am very glad that Dylan Gabriel made his announcement so quickly, uh, mostly because I feel like until an announcement was made on OU's next quarterback, 
we'd get about uh, 50, 55 texts a day asking about um, <laughs> asking about old Thompson from Texas if he was going to come up here. If yeah. Casey Thompson would come up and play for OU. If OU would be interested, if he would be interested. and Like I told you yesterday, um, no, no, no thanks on that one. It's so. one of those where I don't know the answer to it, but I just say no, they wouldn't be interested. Yep. Um, what What do you think the like? Give me where the fan base lies right now on the Caleb Williams thing. Like, how many fans are upset that Dylan Gabriel came back so fast because, or came here so fast because they feel like OU still has a chance with Caleb Williams? How many people are Saying goodbye, don't let the door hit you. Um, Gabriel's our guy. Like, how do you think the the fan base falls? Well, I think the number has shifted. Um, you know, in the past twenty four hours or so, when the news broke, it almost felt like. And again, social media is not real life. It felt like most people were seriously. I mean, you're you're going to move that quick and not even let Caleb make a decision. I think I think today though um, most people have calmed down and it's okay um, if Caleb doesn't want to be here whatever we'll go get a guy that wants to be here so I f- I feel like there's a lot more people on board with this move today than maybe there was last night and I think you should be on on board with this move like I think given the circumstance that OU found itself in yesterday when Caleb was in the portal this was best case scenario not Casey Thompson. Um, not Cameron Ward from Incarnate Word, not anybody else. In terms of guys that OU could have gotten via the transfer portal, Dylan Gabriel was best-case scenario. And right. it puts you right, in my opinion, it puts you right back on track to having a really good offense in 2022. I agree. I agree. Totally agree. Um, I guess, like, the next thought for me is, uh, whenever it comes to the transfer portal, when you got your quarterback, and I think we'll get some other, like I said, wide receivers and maybe an offensive lineman or two. Already got that one uh, from Cal. The defensive side is where I'm really interested to see, like, what happens there, right? Because you you feel like with the staff that you've amassed over on that side of the ball, including Venables himself, that they've got to have some guys out there that they've really got their their eye on in the transfer portal. Former guys that they recruited or, you know, whatever it may be, you feel like there's got to be not necessarily surprises to come, but like they're going to make some hay in the transfer portal on that side of the ball. Yeah, I, I still think that there's a great opportunity for a lot of these young guys to play right away. And I, I don't want to like compare it to the 2000 defense because nothing has been remotely close to the 2000 defense in a long, long time. But in, in Bob's early years, it felt like a lot of guys played early on. I mean, Derek Strait mm-hmm. played as as a freshman in 2000. I mean, you played relatively early on in 2001. There there were a lot of guys that played early, and, you know, you really reap the benefits of that when you looked at years like 03 and 04, and you're talking about dudes that have been three- and four-year starters and playing at a high level. They're going to find immediate impact guys via the portal, no doubt. But I feel like there's a chance by year three or year four of BV 
that it could look similar to that, where we're talking about a lot of three- and four-year starters that have played a lot of ball once you kind of get you know around that year. Yeah. Um, and there's there's some some guys that you have hope for in that instance. Um, Downs, Ethan Downs on the defensive line. I think he's going to have a big offseason under Schmitty. Add some size, add some strength, um, get some development as a pass rusher. He could turn into an excellent player. Stutzman has got a really good base under him, played uh, as a freshman. Um, you feel like he's got the uh, the tools to be able to step his game up and develop. Um, you know, there, there's there's several other guys that you can throw in the mix there. Latrell McCutcheon uh, as a freshman corner. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of guys that that were out there playing uh, a piece of the defense and have a chance to you know to to be staples for the next two or three years so to speak so no i'm with you yeah i mean every good defense has every good every good unit offensive defense has those guys that are just staples like a jeremiah hall or um you know just guys that are always there always reliable always ready to make plays whenever you need it i mean you mentioned a lot of guys where i think that this could be the best thing that's happened to their career down stutzman maybe even Latrell McCutcheon. I think the development's going to be better. And Bob won right away, no doubt. But it helped that he had some holdovers on the roster that they were able to kind of take to the next level and turn into great players, right? Roy sure. was a holdover. Rocky Kalmus was a holdover. Um, they, they, they just had guys that were on the previous staff that they took to the next level. And maybe, maybe there's a couple of those guys on this roster right now that we're talking about in three or four years' time that, that are one of those dudes. Yep, I think so. I uh, I do. I think think that's that's a big possibility. Development, man, that's key. Strength and conditioning, and uh, on field development. That's where that's where you turn those guys into uh, into studs. All right, quick timeout. Final timeout of the show. We'll come back and uh, and wrap things up next. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Smart decisions bring the biggest returns, like the 2021 GMC Sierra, built on a foundation of professional-grade engineering.